Welcome back. The Hammer Down Show is on 1017 The Hammer and 1017 thehammercom Let's go to our Hammerhead hotline and our buddy Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier is on with us. Big weekend here for high school sports and Sam's going to walk us through it. Sam, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Friday night means uh, more high school football and we've got a couple of area teams left in Central Catholic and uh, Lafayette Jeff. Uh, let's start with uh, this uh, CC team that will uh, travel on down to Speedway to take on the Spark Plugs. Uh, of course, Central Catholic up in 2A now because of the success factor, but uh hasn't slowed them down. They find themselves in another sectional championship game. Yeah, it's uh, it's trophy season, and that's usually when the Knights are at their best. Uh, it's funny because I recall uh, being at South Adams last year for the semi-state, and Central Catholic had just been pummeled by a, a really good South Adams team that day. And Brian May, the coach of the Knights, says to me, we're going to be in 2A now, and I'm not sure if some of these guys are ready. Well, it's uh, almost a year later, and they, they look like they're ready. Um, you know, Maybe they weren't ready at the end of November last year, but they're certainly ready now. And I think that they've got a great shot to win a 2A sectional championship. Uh, you know, Speedway is a very good team, and Speedway is a team that should – probably always be good to be honest where it's located and the size of school that it is Mm -hmm. but um you know they're nine and two they avenged one of the two losses from the regular season last week by beating monrovia in a a mud bowl i think 12 to 6 was the final score in that game so uh you know props to them for persevering in conditions that weren't ideal um and central catholic goes into this game now kind of unknown territory it's a team that they've never played before uh it's on the road uh, at a stadium they've never been to. So it's just, you know, go out and, and try to play better than them for 48 minutes and bring a trophy back home and have a game next Friday night. Yeah, I talked with uh, Coach Brian A about, you know, we're getting to a point now where there's not a lot of familiarity with uh, any of these schools because now they're up in 2A. But, you know, growing up uh, on the west side of Indy, I mean, he, he knows about Speedway. I mean, we always knew Speedway is kind of a r- real scrappy team, real physical team that uh, – uh, I mean, they, they're usually around 9, 10 wins every season. Uh, they haven't done that over the last several years, but uh, they're under new management now, and it certainly seems like they figured things out. Uh, look, I, I think it'll be a little bit of a test for uh, Central Catholic tonight. Yeah, absolutely, and this is a team that's not going away. If you look at their statistics, they uh, I believe they have a sophomore quarterback, a sophomore running back with a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns. So, uh, if, you know, Central Catholic's going to see this team again, probably if it wants to win a sectional next year. So, um, I imagine that maybe this is a, a situation where experience is in the favor of the Knights because a lot of these kids, you know, some of them played in the state championship two years ago. A lot of them played in the semi-state last year, and they've done this before. They've been in these big games, these big moments, and uh, found ways to win when it mattered. So you hope that's on the side of Central Catholic and, you know, a, a team that's got an electric offense and a lot of weapons, I think, probably is something that, Speedway has seen before, but maybe not to the degree that Central Catholic has shown this year. You know, a 1,200-yard running back, a 3,000-yard quarterback, uh, who also is six foot four and can get you the two yards when it's you know third and goal at the two and punch them in the end zone. And then just I don't know if I've seen a team, a small school team that has this many receivers. Uh, Central Catholic does right now that are just uh, basically in some ways an extension of the running game with the short passing game that they have, but also the ability to, to hit it you know, in the middle of the field or, or hit an occasional long ball and uh, get those big plays. Those big plays are going to be huge if Central Catholic's going to win this game. So 
So I think you're going to have to see, you know, maybe some of those short passes that turn into 50-yard gains and, and get some momentum early because we've seen when Central Catholic has struggled, it's when they've fallen behind early in games and tried to climb back out of it. Uh, you know, twice against Tipton they did that. Obviously, against West Lafayette, I feel like everybody did that against the Red Devils, but uh, that game in particular. The only game that I think that they really fell behind and came back to win was Darren Catholic, which uh, by season's end we learned, you know, probably wasn't as great a caliber of victory as we thought maybe at the time in week two. We are talking with Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Big weekend in high school sports. The other sectional championship game uh, of uh, note here locally, Jeff hosts Merrillville tonight, a game you'll hear on 101.7 The Hammer. Uh, Sam, I, I love Jeff. I-, I want them to win a sectional title so bad. It's been way too long, and that was a team that had some winless seasons. They they have gotten that program back to kind of where it needs to be. Uh, you want to see them break through, but this is a Merrillville team uh, they got a handful of Division One guys on it. Uh, what they're third in six A. I mean, it's it's going to take everything that uh, Jeff has and the kitchen sink and your kitchen sink, maybe a couple refrigerators and a dryer in the mix thrown at Maryville to have a chance in this one. Not saying they can't do it, but boy, this is quite a mountain they got to try to climb tonight. Yeah, it's uh, you know Pat Shanley told me this week at practice that he thinks this is the most talented team in the state. I think most people would lean towards Center Grove, but, uh, you know, behind them, Westfield, Carmel, and, and Merrillville are kind of all in that mix for who's the second-best team uh, in 6A. So it is going to be a huge challenge. I think, strangely saying this, uh, it doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth, but there are a lot of things in Lafayette just favor in this game, and I think one is just the fact that they've lost to Merrillville two years in a row. You know, does Merrillville kind of think this is already – you know, going to be like those last two games, and this is just something they kind of got to get through because uh, last week was probably Merrillville's, um, you know, least impressive performance of the season. Uh, and they got through that first sectional game, a team that they handled in the regular season and then uh, found a way to get here. And now you've got a team that you've beaten two years in a row, beat them soundly last year uh, in a game that probably was far more competitive for two quarters than the final score showed. Um, but Merrillville has to come here, which is something that hasn't happened in those last two meetings. And I believe even in 2014 when they played in the sectional, Jeff had to go there. So um, that's going to be new. Um, and Jeff kind of has nothing to lose. Everybody thinks they're, you know, they're going to lose three, four touchdowns in this game. And, uh, you know, you, you put that in the kid's ear. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure the coaches have said, nobody expects you to be here. Nobody expects you to compete in this game. And um, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you really buy into that and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to stick it to them. I'm going to go show them how good I am or how good this team is and what we can do. So the good thing for Lafayette Jeff as well is they've really played a lot better recently. And I know that the strength of schedule has not been great, but what you want them to do in the first sectional game against an opponent that um, probably wasn't in a lot of ways uh, far less talented than, than the Broncos is they went out and did this. They're down six to nothing and they responded and, 54 points and rushed for almost 500 yards and just demolished that team. Um, that was the greatest thing that could have happened. Um, you get a lot of confidence. You feel like, man, we just pummeled a team uh, more handily than Merrillville beat that team earlier this season. So uh, why can't we go out there and compete against this team? And that said, I mean, the talent level is, is definitely in favor of Merrillville. So you're going to have to play, like you said, uh, an absolutely perfect ball game to come out of here with a sectional championship. 
talking with uh, Sam King here from the Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline. Now, a couple of state championships up for grabs on Saturday uh, with uh, volleyball. First one, first one of the day. That's uh, Central Catholic looking to uh, score another title. What, what do you like their chances uh, to bring home a uh, nice big plaque here uh, on Saturday morning? Well, it's going to be a number one versus two matchup, so you feel like that's exactly what the IHSA wants. It's exactly kind of how you feel it should work when they do the state tournament. That's what you kind of hope for. It never seems to work out that way in a lot of instances, but here we are, and you've got Central Catholic that is absolutely on cruise control at the right time. Uh, got through that sectional opener against Covington that went five sets. That was you know, a team that was probably the second-best team in that sectional, and since then they've swept everybody. And uh, you know, I don't want to undersell what they did last week against Couch because Couch was a really good team, an incredible hitter that had, you know, probably somewhere along the lines. If she didn't lead the state in kills, she was right up there. And um, they didn't shut her down, but they limited her uh, quite a bit. And then it was just, you know, what Central Catholic does. They grinded it out with great defense and got timely hitting. And it seems like they've got a lot of pieces that make them very tough to defend. And, uh, you know, I never count Central Catholic out in, in any postseason. I don't care what the sport is, but especially when it's uh, winner-take-all, we've got to win three sets before that team has to win three sets. So I would say I like their chances quite a bit. And then uh, you've got McCutcheon, who will play the last game of the uh, whole day over at Ball State. Uh, they'll take on a 32-2 and Castle team. McCutcheon making their first trip back to state since the uh, 1989 season where they were runner-up. That's been a, a pretty darn good program over the last several years, Sam. I'm kind of surprised it's been that long since they made it to this level here in the state tournament. Yeah, um, you know, the issue was it always seemed when they had these great teams, there was another great team in the past. Um, you know, they and Harrison ran concurrently with really good teams, and it seemed like Harrison would always get the edge in the sectional. Then, uh, you know, Zionsville moved into that sectional when McCutcheon kind of got an edge in the talent, and Zionsville maybe had a little bit more talent than McCutcheon. Um, once they got over that hump, it was, you know, got to the regional, couldn't quite uh, clear that hurdle, then come back the next year, upset the number one team in the country last season in Hamilton Southeastern, go to semi-state, and you'd think semi-state at Lafayette Jeff, man, that's all just pointing towards McCutcheon's favor. And uh, they they got absolutely manhandled that game um, or that match. So uh, it's been one step further kind of each year up the ladder, building up to this point. And you hope that, you know, now you're on top of the ladder, you can hopefully clear it and, and start going down the other side and, and carrying a trophy with you because um, it would really sting for these girls to get to this point and not finish the deal. Um, now you would expect this with most of this team coming back. I think they're losing two seniors on this team that – They'll be right back in the mix and maybe be a state title favorite next year, but you don't leave it to chance. You don't say, well, we got so much coming back next year. We'll just do it next year. Uh, no, you've got to cash in on these opportunities when they come because I've seen far too many teams that think next year is our turn and, and it doesn't uh, turn out that way for whatever reason. But the, the, you know, the good thing is McCutcheon has the best player on the floor without question, probably has the better libero. They've got a um, sophomore setter, but you know, Ali Shondell has been trained, I assure you, uh, better than any center in the state of Indiana. So, really? Uh, yeah, I was sitting behind or in front of some people at the semi-state at Frankfurt last week, and they were all just kind of gushing about 
remember when John Shondell played in high school and, and played at Ball State, he had the quickest hands I've ever seen. Well, um, it's no accident that Purdue has had a long line of um, great setters with John Shondell training them, you know, exactly the way he was trained when he was a kid. So um, I'm sure she's going to be ready for the moment. And um, the key is going to be, um, you know, obviously everybody's going to try to stop Chloe Chicoin. She's on the, you know, Team USA. She's a Penn State recruit. She's got to be stopped. And, and it's easier said than done in a lot of cases. But you have to have balance. And that's what you saw last week when they got uh, the first set victory over Penn. It was like, you know what, Chloe's not – getting it done right now we've got to go to other players and you saw them go to the middle quite a bit you saw them go to the right side uh you know numerous times in that first set and that got them over the hump in the first set and then it was like okay now we can breathe a little bit we've got a one set lead um then they fall behind a couple of sets and then it was uh Chloe Chicoin turning into Michael Jordan with the game on the line and she said give it to me every time and I don't care I'm going to smash it down the throat and um when they had to have that they they got it so um, now they're here and playing a team that I honestly don't know a whole lot about except for it is a 32-2 and team that uh, coaches around the state think very highly of, so you expect it to be a great match. Sam, I can't believe that we came so close to having three local teams in a state championship. West Lafayette, uh, I know made the semi-state lost 3 nothing to Belmont, but aside from that, I think it would have been even more bizarre if West Lafayette would have won, they would have played Burbuff. Which would have made it what the three like three weeks in a row where there would be a very marquee matchup across the state involving Burbuff and West Lafayette. That that just so bizarre to me. Two of them were state championships. If that would have been the case. Yes, uh, obviously the boys' soccer team would have liked to have a different outcome. The football team uh, would have liked to have a different outcome, and they were highly competitive. I you know I was talking when I was at the Burbuff and West Lafayette football game with the stat keeper from Burbuff, and he said. Why don't West Lafayette for Buff play each other in every sport? You know, it's, you've got two medium-sized schools and, you know, great locations that, that pool great talent and seem to be consistently good in every sport. So I was like, you know what? It's, it's not between me. It's between the athletic directors. But I think that would be great for both programs and, and all sports. Obviously, they're playing the state championship. So, you know, a regular season matchup would be a marquee, uh, you know, game against, uh, similar competition that's going to get you ready for the postseason, which is what if you ask any coach, they tell you they're all about. We don't care about the regular season. It's about the postseason and being ready for that. So um, maybe we need to get Joel Strode on the phone with the Rebuff Athletic Department and say, hey, what, what can we do to get you guys on our schedule You know, across the board? Look at this guy, Sam King. Not only is he right for the Journal and Courier, but he clearly mediates between athletic directors and sets up the matches that you want to see. He takes all the credit for that, Sam. Buddy, it's always a pleasure. You going to be down at Speedway tonight, then? I will be at Speedway. I will probably be leaving here in the next hour or so. And um, they promised me that I have a spot in the press box <laughs> that I can set up a laptop and track stats and all that good stuff. So that is always good to hear, especially when you get deep in the, the tournament and you're going to unknown small schools. We've all sat in the cold yep. or sat on the sideline or... Yep. You know, in her case, probably set on the roof of a press box when it's 50-degree winds or 50-mile-an-hour winds. So, lucky to not have to be doing that tonight. Yeah, not that somebody's done that to Sam recently. We're not going to go. He won't say who it was, but I can go ahead and tell you uh, that it was just one of those uh, other schools we just mentioned maybe like 30 seconds ago or so. Not to call anybody out, but eh, it is what it is. Sam, always a pleasure. We'll be watching Twitter for those updates from Central Catholic at Speedway tonight. Thanks so much, buddy. 
All right, I appreciate it. Always a pleasure being on. Take care, bud. All right, we're going to take a break. Bobby Buckets, uh, Bob Riddell's going to be on with us here. Very excited to talk with him. He was on the radio call last night for that uh, first game in Mackey against you, Indy. We'll get his thoughts on the game and more coming up next here on the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017.com.